My name is Phil. Any of you who don't know me, um, I am the current uh, Children and Families team leader here at church. Um, I've been in post since um, September. Um, I, my wife is Gemma, who's over here, who's been here all of her life. Um, I've only been here 20 years. Um, we've got three children. Um, Iris, Penny and Barney, who are not here this morning, thankfully. So, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, let's have a look at this. So, in the summer, uh, Gemma and I have booked a holiday um, in West Wales with my parents and our children. Uh, We're going to play on the beach, we're going to do some dinghy sailing, hopefully, and maybe just climb the mighty Cader Idris mountain. Maybe. I'm quite excited about this because I love climbing mountains and I've been told by my parents that when you were four, you climbed Cadaridris. And it's like one of those family stories which is kind of, it always gets rolled out. Now our son Barney is four, so I'm thinking now maybe is the time. Uh, and I mentioned this to my dad the other day when we were talking about going away. And he said, yes, you climbed Cadridris when you were four, but you had to be carried back down. <laughs> so uh, that then uh, tempered my ideas. We'll see what happens. Um, and ca- sometimes we get tired and we need to be carried or we need others to hold us up. And that's kind of what I'm talking about today. Uh, I listened to um, Tom's talk last week and he had lots of G's in his talk. Um, I've got two S's. One is sharing and one is supporting. And actually there is a third sneaky S which is a shameless plea for help because I'm going to stick that in as well during this talk. So picture the scene. There's Moses with his hands raised. He's got his staff in his hand, this amazing staff which has done so many different things. And God is working his amazing power through Moses. There's this battle with the Amalekites. The the Israelites have come through all of this hardship. They've come to this place and now somebody has come to attack them. Um, Moses has got God's amazing power working through him and yet he needs somebody else to hold his arms up. Um, He's willing. He's a willing vessel of God's Holy Spirit, but his physical strength fails him. And he needs others to come alongside. I think this is amazing, because surely if God has this power through this staff and through Moses and his willingness to do such amazing things, surely God has the power to allow Moses to hold his hands in the air all day. But he doesn't. And so there's something Moses perhaps has to learn through that. That actually he needs human people to help him as well. And that's the same for us. God can do some amazing things through us. But we need other people to hold our arms. To talk to us. To encourage us. To inspire us. To carry us when we're tired. And I just wondered if you've got someone like that. And if not, get someone. 
since I've been employed in this role, I've been learning this lesson. Uh, it was clearly recognised by Mark and the team when they put the advert together for my role because they changed the name from children's worker to a bit of a mouthful and it doesn't quite fit on the, my little nameplate down in the church centre to um, children and families team leader with the emphasis being on the team. Um, I'm really valuing the passion and creativity of those I'm working with to enable children's work to happen. Whether it's what we do on a Sunday morning down in the church centre, gradually building relationships with the children and sharing stories from the Bible and from our own lives. Or maybe Fridays at the toddler group, Toddler Rock, where we provide a safe, welcoming space for young parents and carers to come to. Um, most of whom don't come to church and we're building relationships and there's something growing out of this which is a potential Saturday um, messy church event which, um, and there was a trial one done and it was great, there was loads of people there or maybe it's every other Tuesday when they open the book teams, go into wasps and uh, share a bible story to hordes of wide-eyed children who just lap it up it's beautiful um, or it's our all age service which we're going to do in, a, in about an hour's time we have a team who's really creative in thinking out ways to communicate stuff, truths about God in a way that's exciting and engaging for the whole family of our church and we're doing okay at the moment but I think we could be doing a lot more and I just wanted to take this opportunity to shamelessly ask if there's any way that any of you can be involved if you're not already, please let me know. Um, it might be helping provide refreshments at Toddler Rock or just being there to talk to people or joining in with our team that we're growing again to plan the all-age service or joining the rota to help out with the children's groups once a term. We need people. Um, or helping restart a crash on Sunday mornings. Uh, which isn't happening, so which might allow p- parents with children under two a little breathing space and a little church time for themselves. Um, or maybe joining a, a more focused program. I know there's, there's some people who go into wasps to hear readers, to connect with children. And there's, we could do a lot more there as well. Um, or help me be able to team to start a junior youth club. Um, or get involved in the summer holiday club that we're going to do bring back again this summer. Or maybe, probably, you've got better ideas than me. And come and, and come and tell me, or send me an email. And some of you already have, and I thank you for that. Um, okay, so there's my plea over. But please do consider getting in touch with me if you think you can give any of your time to any of those things because we do need more, particularly our toddler rock group, which is fantastic. It's really, really going well. Anyway, let's get back to Exodus. So we've been looking at this story over the past few weeks, Um, lots and lots of it, big, long readings, a lot of stuff going on, really interesting. Um, It's an amazing read. And isn't it amazing all the things that God did for those people? Um, what miracles can you remember from the last few weeks 
What one stands out for you? I mean, they're probably things you've heard for years and years and years. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that happened, isn't there? God did some amazing things. Have you shared any of those stories with anybody else over these past few weeks? Have you talked about what you've heard or thought about in church? Well, Moses did. Then the very next thing that happened after this battle, where his hands were held up and they won the battle, he met with his father in Lord Jethro. And there's a bit of debate, but possibly Jethro didn't know God in the same way that Moses did, despite being a descendant of Abraham. But when Moses told him these amazing stories and when he heard about all that God had done, he makes this amazing statement. Now I know the Lord is greater than all other gods. That's verse 11. Now I know. It's interesting the word now, isn't it? Now I know. And that's kind of the point of what all the plagues were about. God showing his power over all of these Egyptian gods, small g gods. And I love that. He said, I know your God is the true God. Then what he did was he helped Moses. He saw that all that Moses had done leading up to, leading all of these people, winning the battle, but he also saw that Moses couldn't do it by himself. I think there's an interesting contrast in, in these bits as well, which is why, I'm sorry we didn't look at the, um, the rock, the amazing water gushing out of the rock bit. kind of figured it's fairly similar to the manna and quail in its message, but maybe I'm wrong. So, but we've got the Amalekites, this people, and then we've got the Midianites. The Amalekites come out... And well, they're painted as a rather bloodthirsty bunch throughout the Bible, and it carries on and on and on. But the Amalekites come out and they attack. The Midianites come out and they welcome. Well, they, well, Jephro does anyway. So it's an interesting contrast. And although sadly, uh, the Midianites and the Israelites don't get on so well later on, if you read forwards in the Bible, um, I like, I like to think of the Midianites coming into the Israelites camp and hearing these stories of what God has done and how God has provided and then turning around and praising God. I like to think of Moses sharing his life with Jethro, who's not seen for quite some time, and then having a chat and talking about all these things that Moses has seen, but also talking about the struggles that he's been through. Um, he talks about the hard times along the way but how God has been there throughout them and what God has done and I figure that's a really great witness to Jethro and we see Jethro's statement afterwards of wow, this God is amazing and I think this is, there's a lesson in this for us because I wonder if there's a danger I know for me that I've thought this way in the past that when we try and share our faith with others we just put a gloss on everything we try and tell people about the amazing moments of what God has done. Um, God can do this, God can do that. God did this 
this miracle. And it's more powerful to share our whole lives with other people. Both the good stuff and the hard stuff. So that they can see how God is with us throughout the whole journey. Now, I went on a trip uh, at half term with another parent and with our kids. And she's not a Christian. And she's been through some pretty tough stuff recently. And um, as we talked about our own experiences and asked each other questions and shared, I really just got the sense that it was right for me to share my sadness and my worries and my anxieties with her alongside my hope because it just felt so much more authentic. Um, Inviting other people who don't know God into our lives to journey with us, including the tough stuff, creates authentic and real relationships, especially when we ask other people to help us, to support us too. And we see the power of this in this story. As Jethro spends time with Moses, he's able to help him to give out some of the responsibility and work to others. And it looks like God speaks to Moses through Jethro. But this is only possible because Moses is vulnerable and open with Jethro. It's this funny balance of being a leader. On the one hand, having the courage of your convictions and setting the path and inviting other people to follow and come with you. But on the other hand, releasing some of the grip in order to empower other people. And Jesus did it. I was looking at um, in Matthew 10 when he sends out the disciples to uh, do all of the amazing miracles that he's been doing. So he lets them loose with the power. It's a bit risky. And uh, some of it goes well, some of it doesn't. But if you look back at Moses, he asks for help all along. He can't speak well enough back at the start. So God gives him Aaron to do the talking for him. Or God gives him all of these instructions when he comes to God and says, Oh, I can't do this. These people are grumbling or... What are we going to do now? We're faced with this massive sea in front of us. And God gives him the help. But at this point in the story, he gets to see through the arm-raising business and through his father-in-law that he cannot carry on leading by himself and he needs to spread the load. So, it's brief. But I thought I'd just leave you with a couple of questions. Moses needed support in order for God's power to work through him. So, first question is, who have you got holding you up? Next question. Who else do you need to be holding up? Maybe take another look at the people around you. And who are you sharing your lives with? The warts and all stories. The amazing stuff and the hard stuff. And finally, where are you able to support your leaders 
and be empowered to serve yourselves, whether that be children's work or other stuff. So, I'm going to say a little prayer, and then we'll move on. Father God, I thank you for uh, this amazing story um, from thousands of years ago, and the way it's painted and written. Thank you for the amazing events, the big scenes, the big pictures, um, but also for the relationships and what we can see in them. And pray that you would uh, help us to, to look at our lives again and again to see where we connect with others. Amen.